0: That's right, you are now listening to Tommy Tom's One Mic. Warning, this podcast contains explicit language, triggering or sensitive topics, and controversial discussions. Thank you so much for tuning in to Tommy Tom's One Mike. I'm Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High. flip personality, you know it's I. you never see my kind, never seen a f- sliver or a slice. I'm the butcher choice, nuts, know I'm nice. You got beef? I got waggle with a knife. Now I'm gonna be wrapping up bodies up at night. Like Ray Charles, y'all yeah, know I'm out of sight. Now I'm gon' be this cause you know I love the life. Yo, you gotta read between the lines. I'm only gon' be moving when I'm read through all the signs. Johnny mnemonic, I got an upgraded mind. This is for the rebels and the revolutionary minds. Tabonetic linguistics, you know I'm on my mind. Prototype the new dimension, man. I shit this mind. Future is creation and creation is sublime. Make your own legend only happens with time.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Tommy Tom and One Mike. And today I am bringing to you another one of my good long-time friends. Uh, I think we haven't seen each other in almost, shit, couple years now at this point. I want to say two, three? Uh,
2: some like two. Two sounds about right. Yeah, it's a, it's been a little bit.
1: But, uh, folks, uh, if you've heard the intro of this podcast, uh, you would know Just Cause... Uh, his significant other is this man's sister, and that is Mr. Anthony Smith.
2: Hi, I'm Anthony. Uh, today, uh, it's actually Tom and Tom and two mics because we're actually live today.
1: <laughs> yes, this is the first recording I get to do since we were doing a podcast with people actually face to face and not just doing uh, Zoom calls. So, yeah,
2: we we're sure. uh, we we're going with like two to four people when we were doing those.
1: Yeah, that was stupid. That was In hindsight, I've realized the failures of my ways in trying to do uh, podcasting. I think it was like I had an idea of what a podcast should be just from what I was watched, and I couldn't come up with my own thing. So then, you know, I had to grow up. Yeah, I I
2: remember when we were working on that and like, you, were like, oh yeah, we want to do like this. And I was like,
1: uh, I don't know. I think
2: maybe we should do this. And uh yeah, it never quite got off the ground. No,
1: so no. it was an adventure, <laughs> I guess. I think we did like four.
0: Something like that. Say, we did like I
1: had all the recordings. And the first one I w didn't edit, but I edited all the ones after, which uh ultimately helped me in what I have to do now with the podcast.
2: Yeah, the first one we had Bart editing and then he just he got lazy and decided not to
1: it was uh, just having, because it really is a job to have a consistent schedule of doing this. Like I know I missed a couple weeks, but that was also because I was sick and in and out of the hospital a little, so I had an excuse for that. But usually you wanna keep a set schedule with it so you can build the audience.
2: Yeah, that's why back when uh, we wanted to do that, I actually wanted to have a backlog. So mm-hmm. in case something <laughs> happened, like, or someone couldn't make it for like, like two or three weeks like you could still release stuff
1: i don't know there's uh lack of motivation sometimes even for me to just be like All right, what are we doing
2: <laughs> yeah true and especially with that many people and if they're not used to this kind of format you end up with people talking over each other and or like talking kind of like like out of turn like not waiting for someone to finish what they're saying before they're talking and it's like then you just end up with a just a whole garbled mess and then your editor cries
1: yeah uh yeah (laughs) yeah they do and you know and uh really you gotta treat it almost like a second job which i don't think i think sometimes you see it on say youtube where you listen or something and you think it's oh okay yeah i can do this i can just talk with my friends and whatnot but you don't realize it's work it's still work in a way that you gotta actually do
2: yeah there's there's like a lot of stuff that goes into it like i i've looked at like a lot of their behind the scenes or sometimes like they give you that little peek behind the curtain it's like the the finished product you're seeing is only a very small part of it and you you gotta figure like they're recording like between 50% and double of what you're actually seeing. Like there's so much stuff getting cut out. Like the editing takes way longer because they have to go
1: back through everything. I think I was uh, telling you before we started recording, I did with my uh, interview with Keenan, we even said it and I left it in there. Like we've been talking for like three hours and it's like, I'm not, and it's not that, we're not gonna share that whole three hours. (laughs) One, way too long, two, We'd probably be canceled so hard for some of the things that like actually were said later on or something. Where it's just like, yeah, because it's just two friends talking, and you know, we had a we had a serious discussion afterwards about uh, something that he did, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we're not going to record this. We're going to turn off the recording for this and just keep keep going. And it's just uh, it's fun. It can be exhausting, but it's fun to do.
2: Yeah, like I I think if anything, the editing process is probably the not so fun part and i haven't even done editing for a podcast like i've done editing for lots of other stuff i mean i do i do more visual editing like i don't really edit audio but i've chopped together audio if i've had to and it's like it's not something i'm that well versed in but it's not that fun but it's like uh like even like editing art i i enjoy but like same it's like it's like proofreading writing it's kind of painful and it, it Editing audio is kind of similar.
1: Pretty much doing everything, it can be mentally taxing, especially sitting there and just like going through and you know, living where I live. There will be uh, occasional, uh, I guess you could say, cuts that I have to make because of uh, people moving around or screaming or doing whatever the fuck that they do in this place.
2: Yeah, all the, all the drive-by shootings and, uh, <laughs> you know...
1: There's none of that. I I, I think uh, Tyler and me, we talked about it. There was a guy that lived above me who would just sing. Every time he was coming up the stairs. But the dude had fucked up legs. So it was like he swiveled up the stairs and it took him like 10 minutes to get up to in front of my door. And then he had to go up to the next stairs. And he'd just be like, it. it was a... Crippled white guy rapping pretty much out there. It would be, it'd be tight. And like the one line, and I still don't know the song. I don't care about the song. It just got stuck in my head. And it's just one part that I would always hear him go. He's like, There's something in my throat. Eh, 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 eh. And just do that. <laughs> That's funny. Every day. Every day. I just, I hear the swivel going up the stairs and then I just hear. Eh, 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 and I was like, I know it, and it just gets stuck in my head.
2: Was it uh, almost as good as your Just Cause intro music? <laughs> Which, by the way, I have not heard. Yeah, I, I've I... heard his stuff. I haven't heard specifically the intro to the show. Yep,
1: it's fun. Yeah, uh, as we were also talking, since you're all social media, I didn't realize you hadn't heard, and you're like asking, "All right, so what's the topic for the show?" I was like, "Oh shit, that's right." Uh, he probably thinks we're still doing. Shit, we did years. Yeah, I it's have like, no. I have
2: no idea how you're running this. No. Um, th- this is more along the lines of what I wanted to do back then, because mm-hmm. like I didn't want to have a solid topic because I knew it was going to digress, which which it did. Yeah. Um, and y- you tried to be like, no, 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 stay on topic, and that 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 never worked. Like even when yeah. it's just you and me talking, that didn't work.
1: No, it's it depends. Like some shows, they work with that. Like Keenan and me did good doing movie reviews. we could stay and it was like a solid thing but basing i guess like a whole show where it's like i guess you're trying to appease a certain fandom or something like that
2: you know i like talking about like uh i feel like a movie would be a little more difficult unless you do like in-depth analysis Mm -hmm. which that's it's a lot more research than uh i normally would plan to do i'd be into it like if if we want to do one of those down the road if you're into that um, I'd rather like analyze like a show or something cause yeah. that, you, you know, like just a movie doesn't have enough content to really, you know, like unless it's either really good or just really, really bad. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like the new star Wars,
1: <laughs>
2: um, it's either really good or really bad. If we're talking shows or movies, it depends which one if we're talking shows. It's really good. If we're talking movies, it's
1: really bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, true.
2: And that was not my impression on first viewing. Like, any subsequent, like, viewings or, like, interactions with it. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm seeing how bad it is.
1: I remember, uh, you and Tyler getting into an argument about, uh, Last Jedi, I think it was. And Tyler was like, yeah, it was really good. And you're like, that was shit, man.
2: (laughs) It was. I was so thoroughly disappointed. Like, and it's like, man, the other ones, I was like like last jedi like on first viewing i was like okay like uh, i don't know like it had some flashiness that distracts you from how bad it is but it's like uh you know what like if you see it again or you even actually sit there and think about it and look at it analytically in any way it's so
1: bad just I so was, i was more of a star trek guy then again i think that also ties in with maybe i enjoy tv shows more than i enjoy movies sometimes
2: uh ah, the star trek movies are pretty solid too though like that's the thing mm-hmm the the problem my my issue with Star Trek, which my issue is the opposite with Star Wars. Star Trek has has a little too much science in my sci fi, <laughs> but the thing is, Star Wars has not quite enough science in my sci fi. So like like you need something with like a like a healthy medium, um, and that's where you get something like uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell falls like like which is like a completely different genre and type of thing. Not not the movie. The movie was. Pretty trash yeah. but the uh the the animated movies and like the the shows that like spun off of them those were like excellent pieces of, like sci-fi and it's like you have you have enough science in in your science fiction but it doesn't like like star trek like it kind of bogged it down a little bit with that that it made it too um it was a little too utopian and i didn't like that nah. Even though there's, like, a lot of implications that it's not quite like that, like, how every admiral's super corrupt and either that or incompetent, but, like, they didn't really delve into that. They just used those as, like, plot points for stuff.
1: I get why people enjoy Star Wars. I'll probably get shot for, like, I can't really go back and watch the old movies too much, and the new ones just kind of...
2: I, I have a problem with that, too. Like, the, the originals, like, they're good. But they're good for their time. Mm-hmm. Like they're not a lot of people look at them with rose colored glasses and they're like, they're these excellent masterpieces. I'm like, um oh, they're real they're really not. There was like a lot of campy stuff, but they did work in their way. And I mean they still do, they still somewhat hold up. But the thing is, like, they're they're not really original. They were just original for their time. And even then, like as far as stories, they really weren't. They borrowed from a lot of other stories uh jordan's George... side <laughs> actually they borrowed a lot from um the they they tried to make like that movie not too long ago what was it valerian oh valerian. Those... Yeah, yeah those comics heavily inspired their star wars stories
1: yeah, but... like it's a
2: lot bad. of the a lot of the plot elements in the comics were directly lifted and put into star wars but the thing is it's like and they didn't credit the the artist the artist was cool with it because he was this french artist and like in, in America, like, you know, George Lucas would have been taken to court and he would have been sued for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, since he was overseas, he, he like, actually was, like, kind of, like, okay, yeah, like, he was fine with it. And he saw it as, like, okay, yeah, this guy likes my work and he, he borrowed some elements of that. That's cool. But that's not really, like, like, in other countries, that's more, like, okay. In in, like, America, if, like, if that was an American artist, like, George Lucas would, would be penniless and mm-hmm. this guy would own Star Wars.
1: I like I enjoy the lore and the story and all that. The movies just for me it's what people complain about comic book movies or something how I view Star Wars sometimes where it's like, ah, show me something new And the T V shows have done that. I don't know, I could have never really connect. And with I guess with me in watching movies it's uh can I connect with it or laugh or something more so than I that.
2: I can do it like on um initial viewings with those and I can do it. If I don't watch it for a long time and I come back to it, like I can be like, okay, yeah, I enjoy this um almost more with the prequels because they have they have that little bit of flash that kind of kicks it up and they mm-hmm. they do more world building which the original Star Wars did like almost no world building. Like it was all just in the background, but it was more like background noise, like ambient sounds.
1: You had to it do wasn't... a lot of reading to really get all of, yeah. All the old legends books and stuff like that too
2: Yeah, you had to go into like the novels and the comics and it's like like the prequels actually straight up went into world building which was cool. Like that's something I wish a lot more stories would really do and a lot of stories shy away from. But one of my favorite stories is like just all about world building. Which uh I don't know if you want to get into that topic.
1: <laughs> What's that?
2: You, you know which one I'm gonna bring up. One Piece? Yep, One Piece. <laughs>
1: you
2: know, One Piece is, like, the king of world building. And their world is so crazy and nonsensical, but somehow it all works.
1: I think, yeah, yeah I mean, the only thing probably I'll give against a lot of mangas is... A lot of mangas end shittily. <laughs> uh, that, that is true. A lot of them do not have good endings. That's more so because of, like, publishing or something. A lot of them get ended before they can the feels rushed a lot of those endings and stuff but you'll see that in comic books too but i see it more prevalent i guess in the in uh the mangas that i
2: read well there, there's a reason well there's a reason it doesn't happen so much in american comics versus versus mangas is uh like a lot of american comics like you know you'll you'll have like a series or a story and it's got it's got that specific writer and those set of artists and then the next one has a different writer and a different set of artists, but the thing is, then, then you lose a lot of consistency, and that's that's a big problem with like Western comics. That's why um, probably the most egregious example is Batman. His <laughs> which one? <laughs> uh, like just your base ass Batman. His abilities, his gadgets, his like everything about him is super inconsistent from story to story a lot of them want to make him like able to square up against like you know the most like world ending things but it's like yeah you kind of have to go against a lot of what makes him kind of cool to to elevate him to that and then like you know a lot of diehard fans will be like oh no he can he's cool he can stand up to this and like that doesn't make him cool like the the fact that he's doing all this crazy stuff and he's sort of just a normal human being is cool but then it's like well a lot of these writers have no idea what a normal human being can do. And it's not like, uh, you know, normal human beings in the DC universe that, like, aren't fighting, like, people with superpowers can do anything even remotely close to what he can do. Like, they're just very average. They get, like, meat-grindered immediately upon running into these. It's more like, uh, they're more like the populace of, uh, that show Invincible, if you've seen it.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of comics, it's because they get that character and they keep it a lot of mangas. They do have, I guess you could say, a planned ending for their story, like, there is a beginning and an end. Batman, there's so many different beginnings, so many different endings. You could say that, so... It's in syndication. I I enjoy a finished story. That's why maybe I enjoy graphic novels, because those usually have a beginning and an end.
2: Yeah, I've actually been, um... I've been listening to, like like, a lot of YouTube, like, breakdowns of, like, certain stories, and that's more interesting, but, like... If you're just reading, like, comics, like, just in general, it's like, yeah, if you're jumping from, like, story to story, it's like, ah, nah, you gotta, you gotta stay within your one little, little scope of story, and that's, like, interesting, but, like, once you start getting into, like, the, this character over, like, decades, it's like, ah, that gets kind of boring, because they're just, they're so inconsistent, and they just, they gotta keep upping the stakes, and the thing is, when you have a character that's been around since, like, the early, like, 20th century... So like, where can our stakes really go at that point? I mean, like, manga runs into that issue too. I mean, just look at Dragon Ball. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they went, you know, they just like a little earlier than it probably should have, it started going into like world and like universe ending threats. And it's like, where do you go from there? And it's like, uh, now, now it's like they're still trying to keep it going. And it's like, kind of, like, it's interesting, but it's like, there's no real stakes. And there's not really, I don't know. They, they, like it's too not
1: planned, it's pretty much what people complain about least trying to build a franchise, and they just keep on throwing uh, transformer's the great example of just like we're just gonna it's making money. We'll just keep on throwing out more and more stuff for it, yeah
2: <laughs> well, like a lot of movies do that too is um a lot of movies they'll they'll plan on a franchise and they'll make a movie that kills their franchise because instead of they're they're focused too much on the franchise. And less on just making a good movie, and and that's like the problem is like, what like a lot of these studios should be doing is making making one good movie and just let the franchise happen naturally. If if you have one good movie, then you just make another good movie and another. That's like even like a, like you look at like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, they had like the idea in mind, but like the original Iron Man came out. It was like yeah, they they teased at like what they wanted to do. But it was just, like, a barely a blip on the radar at that point. Because Marvel Studios was nothing at that point. Like, even after, like, Disney picked them up, it's like, yeah, no, for a little bit. Like, they they still kind of kept it, like, a little, little small before they started really expanding. Whereas DC tried to do the opposite, and they tried to expand, like, really fast. Like, it was just going to be instant franchise, and it's like, no, Batman's not lost him into a franchise multiple times when they've tried to make movies, and there's reasons for that.
1: Did you watch the Snyder Cut?
2: I did. It was it was an okay movie. Not what I can say about the original Justice League that came out. That was a terrible movie. It was an okay movie, but it wasn't like... Like, Batman v Superman was not a good movie. It wasn't an absolutely terrible movie, but it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a good story. It wasn't really well thought out. There was a lot of problems with it. Um, it's okay for, like, one viewing, for, like, what little entertainment value it has, but beyond that, it's like, it's like watching a bad Netflix movie at that point.
1: One of my favorite, and I think funniest, uh, movie experience was seeing Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy was a good movie.
2: And a lot of that was, uh, I think a lot of what made that movie was its soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like, it was very, like, they used a lot of pop music, but it was pop music that made sense, and they were very deliberate about it.
1: Yeah, the time period's set up for it, so it was like...
2: Yeah, and they they put, like, elements in the movie to, like, explain why the soundtrack's there. Like, it wasn't just inexplicably played played over the background, kind of like how they did with uh, Suicide Squad. (laughs) Where they tried to do a similar sort of thing, but it didn't work.
1: DC fans are gonna be coming at us. (sighs) (laughs) It's,
2: It's not my fault that DC makes bad movies. Like... I, I've said for years, like, the the people they had on their animated movies, they should have just given them given them the budget and the keys to make the live-action stuff.
1: The cartoon, you can take more liberties, I guess. Like yes that. and
2: no, because they, they have to worry about heavier censorship. In the movies, like, they could, they could uh, you know, actually benefit from being way less censored.
1: I don't know. I mean, uh, the anime Batman has some pretty dark... Like, there's a scene, I think it's I want to say it's either Hugo Strange or maybe Scarecrow or Mad Hatter, one of those three. They put him in a hypnosis and he sees his dad, his parents go into like a tunnel, and the tunnel turns into a bloody gun.
2: Yeah, and but they fire. can they could just imply stuff. They can't show actual violence, or they have to like off-screen it. Or I mean, hell, you can go back to sixties Batman, bam, boom, okay. pal. and like that's the problem with like a lot of that. But, like, the thing is, the animated stuff's still great, even with those limitations.
1: Yeah, I think during uh, our youth of watching the animated, like, X-Men, Spider-Man, and all that, what I never... I think Batman was the only show that they fired bullets.
2: Yeah, everything Everything else else was, was like, laser beams or
1: something, just to make it, like...
2: To make it less violent. Uh, The Batman thing, like... You know what they gave it like a like a 50s aesthetic and that's yeah, why they, they they had to go with bullets because lasers would make zero sense
1: like uh nor nor style Yeah and
2: I I think like a big part of like DC's problem Mar- Marvel's kind of like avoided this by being like a little more lighthearted but DC's like they're too trying to be like grounded but also be gritty and trying to make it like realistic even though they have stupid over the top stuff Instead of just straight up leaning into that over-the-top, like, campy comic stuff. Meanwhile, Marvel somewhat does that. It's sort of like, um, you know, like, DC fans are going to hate me more for this. Uh, you know, but I'm okay with offending them. That's fine. Uh, like, the, the DCCW shows, which are bad in their own way, but, but the fact that they will lean into the ridiculousness and just, like, they'll own it, um, I respect them for that. And it's like, like I'll watch these, they're, they're more of a guilty pleasure at that point, because it's like, they're not necessarily good, but they, they have more entertainment value than their movies do, because their movies, like, they they're afraid to, like, lean into the craziness that is comics.
1: That one hurts a little for me, just because I think they all started off decent. Like, I enjoy Arrow, skip the first ten episodes, start from there, from the first season. That's pretty much where I jumped in. All the way up to maybe, I think it's season three with Ra's al Ghul. Like I was hyped for Ra's al Ghul. I was like, all right, let's see how they do this, and then that's when it just went to shit. Uh, Flash, I enjoyed like once again. It's like first two seasons, okay. About the only one that like I thoroughly enjoy, I have no shame in it, is Legends of Tomorrow. Anything else, I've just been like, I don't and, like And anime. the
2: funniest thing is Legends of leans is, into that yes. comic craziness even harder. And, and like, that's the thing. Um, the other shows, you know, like, for those early seasons, they were more leaning into the comic craziness. The reason they start to fall is because they, they start going too hard on the human element and the drama. And that's what makes it boring, because it just becomes an, your your standard teen drama, even though none of the characters are teens, which makes it even worse. But it, it's like it's basically just just Riverdale with superpowers at that point, which I've never seen Riverdale, but I've seen enough videos on it to to know it's it's your it's your basic teen drama. It's just modern Dawson's Creek, really. Oh, you know what? Comic CW show I really liked, but it's not DC, but it is a comic show. Uh, I Zombie.
1: Oh yeah, I loved yes. that
2: show. That and that show, that show leaned into its comic craziness as well, and it leaned into it hard. Like even when they were hitting the drama, it's like. No, this is comic book drama. It's stupid, It's and it's great.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That That's what makes it great. It's not, like, your standard, like, you know, just, like, oh, it's, like, a TV drama, like, and it's all about, like, love triangles and stuff, and it's, like, yeah, it had some of that element, but it it was more over-the-top comic, like, stupidness, not, like, you know, just mundane, and like... And it
1: didn't, like, take you out of it, like...
2: No, it all it all worked well, in-universe.
1: The, the CW drama move was, like, all right, cue in like, the kind of sad music or dramatic music real quick like with the soft tone. Now the two people are going to be making eye contact, having the conversation all emotional, like, soap opera style. It's like, okay, here comes the CW. There it is.
2: Yeah, it's here. the thing. Like, they, they go away from them talking anything like an actual human being would talk, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's they're they're just doing like the -the over-the-top drama and that's kind of where their problem was but like if if they stayed true to their form and just stuck with it they would have been fine and then they would have been heads and shoulders above where the movies ended up because the movies they're stilted in a completely different way yeah i mean some of the some of the marvel movies aren't exactly masterpieces either but i still like enjoy them like some of them are a couple of them are bad but they have they have definitely have more in the good column than in the bad column
1: uh, yeah. I mean, they have their failures, uh, queuing, uh, the Inhumans. I never even saw that. I tried half an episode, and then half the finale. I saw the
2: first say. few seasons of, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it started to get to a point where it's like, okay, this is,
1: this is kind of getting done. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., started off okay, went down a Deep Hill, uh, just because they, they made that show seem like it was gonna be so tied to... The marvel universe kind of what they're actually doing now but really it was like it was throwaway it was things. it was
2: in the periphery and it's like the the problem is if you didn't see a marvel movie it could spoil you on it but like a marvel movie would never spoil you on the show because the show it takes place in the same universe but it's like just
1: so far outside their, of it. their biggest thing was in season one with the hail hydra thing yeah that that's that's really the only fucking Do I oh um, no, you got to see this before you see this next episode?: No, they
2: did uh, with one of the Thor I think it was uh, Thor Dark World. They put a spoiler in there for that, but that movie was also not great. Yeah that's also like uh, like one of the people I work with was going back and watching the Marvel movies, and they were watching them on a you know Disney plus doing like because they have the, the like where you can watch them chronologically,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which doesn't make sense in the beginning but it makes sense like as you're going it still works because the the first one that comes uh not the first one that comes chronologically that's fine to watch first because it doesn't really change much yeah
1: because
2: that would just be the first captain america movie so that's the only thing that really shifts around but then the one after that is captain marvel because it takes place in like the 90s and but like she's like yeah i went and i watched this it was okay and i'm like yeah that movie you could have just skipped Honestly, like, Captain Marvel... And now we offend the women. (laughs) I don't think a lot of women liked Captain Marvel.
1: Yeah, you'd probably get way more flag uh, shitting on Wonder Woman.
2: Oh, no, and Wonder Woman, actually, like, out of DC movies, probably their best one. Yeah. In this set of movies, at least. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for this current DC cinematic universe, like, Wonder Woman, pretty solid movie. The ending was a little disappointing, but that's that's more of a writing issue that doesn't it doesn't make wonder woman worse but it's
1: like you can say the same thing about marvel movies a lot of the time
2: yeah it's just they they tried to have this twist which was not a good twist and it was kind of an asshole at the end and it just didn't really work because it went against the whole theme of the movie she could have just not had a villain for that one movie and it still would have been fine the, the climax could have been a, a second showing like her crossing no man's land. It could have been something cool like that. And you don't have to go crazy CG on it. It could have just been very, very straightforward. But like just a showing of like everything she learned, all the powers she has and just be like, no, like I'm, I'm just going to help these guys get to this point. And it's like, you know what? These, these, are, these are good guys. I'm going to help them fight these bad guys. It could have been very straightforward instead of like trying to like meta and smart and it's like really just not being actually smart.
1: It's more so the story going on and the villains are just they're just a part of it. It's not like they don't it doesn't have to be this like big face off all the time.
2: Yeah. Well that's like um so something that's good like that is uh the original Terminator movies. You have your bad guy and it's like, you know, your your evil Terminator in whichever movie. You know like the, the the first two. Yeah. Uh, past that, we're we're not going to talk about those. I mean, three was okay. That's that's all I can say about that. But the the first two were amazing movies. Like they have their big face off, but like the the evil Terminator is not the big end all be all villain. They're just they're just an instrument of the villain, which is Skynet. Mm-hmm. And Skynet's more of a concept, so that's what makes it scary. You have this big like climactic thing, but it's like no, we still got to deal with Skynet. But it's like. It's, Skynet's basically the internet. Like, how do you how do you fight something like that? It's more conceptual at that point.
1: Yeah.
2: So it's like, at that point, it becomes less of an action movie, and it's more like, okay, like, how do we deal with this? Which is more interesting. And then you still have your action-filled climax, but then it's like, oh, there's a little more after that. That's not the ending. Like, having the action-filled climax be the actual ending, is like, oh, uh, it's, it's very cookie-cutter and bad.
1: Well, you know, uh, this wasn't a plan to... People. We did not plan to reunite the loser report for, <laughs> to nerd out, but hey, it happens. I'm enjoying it. Uh, when I take a quick little break and when we come back, we'll continue our conversations. We'll get into more stuff with you all, but I hope you guys are enjoying it. and we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Hey guys, hope you've been enjoying uh, this nerd session of, <laughs> between me and my boy Ant. Before we came back, we were just listening to uh, some of the excitement outside my door, as, I guess, uh, some people are deaf and can't hear what's going on with their phones. That was amusing.
2: Yeah, that guy has his phone hooked up to, like, a stereo system. I, I don't know what's going
1: on. Well, even before we had, like, the screaming outside of something going on, it uh, <laughs> happens all the time that, especially now as summer, they're gonna be getting drunk on the porch every night. When I got this place from rehab, the first thing that they say is like Yeah, you're gonna be in a good place to be here with people in recovery and all this other stuff. And the first thing I did is when I opened the dresser I have over there, there's a bag of white powder there <laughs> sitting there as I opened it when uh, I was like, Oh, okay. I know what to expect.
2: It's okay, you usually have to pay extra for places that come with that. So yeah. I mean you you got it at a deal.
1: Yeah, I can say, never a dull moment. I'd go to work, since I work nights, and I'd be people passed out in the laundry room uh, right next to my room. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. I better uh, make sure my door is locked. Could be worse, at least you have a laundry room.
2: My my place doesn't even have laundry. <laughs> it's like, it's either trips to the laundromat or... Uh, like, I learned how to wash some stuff in the bathtub, which works when I don't feel like going on a laundromat.
1: We've been talking uh, a bit... Nerdy experience and all that. I know you. Uh, I think as long as I've known you, you've been pretty big with uh, art and drawing and all that.
2: Yeah, uh, I've kind of been a little lazy lately because you know, um like I actually let my Photoshop subscription lapse because I just wasn't using it for like a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this lapse for a little bit. I'm, I'm probably gonna pick it back up soon. But like you know, I've been drawing a little bit by hand lately, but like. Uh, it's for the most part I was just I just kind of fell off on it between either not having as much time as I want or just like you know lack of motivation and you know it's it's kind of hard to do it and like just force yourself to do it
1: yeah I get that I mean I, mean, I have all these ideas and stuff but it's like I'm sure you can relate it's uh putting them forth sometimes is the most diff- difficult thing like I, for me to sit there and type or to sit there and out a lot of pen and paper it's a different type of commitment now i guess it's uh it's,
2: it's not even just necessarily putting them forth it. it's more putting them together in a way that's coherent and actually tells a story and then it's like the the hardest part is like going with that and then making sure your story actually has like a an actual plot and themes and all that and said something like it's actually there there's like a point to reading it or like at least has entertainment value
1: maybe it's like a perfectionist kind of view sometimes like if i when i look at my ideas and the stuff i want to write i have this idea of what i want and all that and if it's not coming across correctly i get frustrated
2: yeah i get the same thing with uh both writing and or like i reread it and it's like not what i want it to be or like i'm like working on something and it's not turning out the way i want it's it's kind of hard to like keep going and art art's like a weird thing because no matter what you're drawing you always hit like this weird middle section where like there there's going to be a point where you're drawing something and you absolutely hate it and you're like ah like i don't even like this i don't want to finish the thing is you got to kind of like work through that because if you stop at that point you'll never be satisfied with it like you Like, if you keep working through it, eventually you'll end up with something that's, like, you either like or is at least tolerable.
1: Yeah. I mean, in uh, writing, it's like, I can't look back at this shit I wrote years ago because it's like, oh my god, what is this?
2: And then another problem with that is proofreading. Proofreading makes it so much worse with writing because like just reading back through it and then like making changes and then like realizing the scope of changes you need to make it like actually what you want it to be and like like that's part of why i hated uh writing for like when i was doing college classes and you'd have to like sit with the same thing for like weeks and just proofread it over and over and it's like at a certain point i'm like i don't even want to proofread this anymore like there's there's nothing I even want to change. Like, I'm, and it's not even that I'm, like, super satisfied with it. I just, I'm sick of looking at it.
1: You, you've you reached the point of, like, fuck it. I've done all I can do with this. Yeah. Like, with or all I really want to do with it. Anything else is just, it seems tedious. At the, I, I've reached the point that I'm sat, I'm satisfied with what it is. I'll take that.
2: Yeah, and, like, uh, like a lot of re- proofreading, like, I always try to avoid rewrites. Because, like, at that point, it's, like, then it's just a completely different thing. But sometimes that's what it needs. And then it's like, well, that's like, it's like, it's okay in its current state with like some tweaks, but it's like, it's not going to quite say what I want it to. Like, like arts tends to not be the same way because it's like, unless something's just on a fundamental level, just wrong, you're probably not going to completely redraw it. I don't know. There, There's like a lot of like weird little things that go into it. And it's sort of just like, uh, you got to get to the point where you feel okay with it
1: you can't chase that perfection all the time sometimes you just gotta take a step back and be like i'm never gonna be satisfied with it so maybe just being okay with it is good enough
2: yeah and like a lot of people are a lot of people that aren't like very good at drawing or like wanna be or like they're okay but they're not like where they want to be all it is is practice like some people yeah they have natural talent but like even with that it's like without practice they're still not very good some people are like really talented at working from like looking at something but it's like you know you're literally just doing what a xerox machine can do and it's like yeah well that's like um i know this and this friend in high school like he he could draw well but the thing is like he could only copy reference real well like he never did anything really like original at all um you know like like a lot of people like i knew would be like oh you're so good and i'm just like thinking like He's literally doing what a copy machine can do it's like hmm. it's not that impressive like i mean yeah it's all right like tech on a technical level yeah it's really good but it's like there's no creativity there's no actual heart in it you just but it's like there's no passion behind it there's nothing that's you know like if you do something good on a technical level cool good on you but it's not you're drawing but it's not really art
1: what got you into uh drawing honestly
2: uh when i was a lot younger I don't know, like I'd like watch cartoons or like see stuff and like, or like I'd see like comics and I'm like, I want to do that. (laughs) And, and that's kind of like what got me into it in the first place. So it was kind of like, just like, I don't know, I wanted to, to do art and like tell a story with it.
1: I can never do art. That was always the thing that like I sucked at the most. I was like, I can't draw and all that. I could write. That was always like my saving grace, especially in college. Uh, doing uh, media like communications you know uh, a lot of those they have the visuals they want to do that but when it comes to the writing aspects that's where I was a prize partner for like projects or something and it's like cool you can write something <laughs> and he can do take care of all the technical other stuff I was like yeah I'm, I'm down for that cool
2: <laughs> the the funny thing is like to be like okay at that like you don't even have to be a great artist like look at um, the original like a uh, creator of like, Mob Psycho 100 and One Punch Man, like if you look at the original webcomic... like
1: oh no, I, that's how I first started. Seeing it it,
2: yeah. it looks like a like a child drew it. Like it looks like it was drawn on a napkin at a it's bar. Just a little sketchy like, it's really bad. Like
1: essentially, it's really
2: bad. Like it looks like bad MS Paint drawings, hmm. and and it's fine because like it has the visuals that like you understand what's going on. It tells the story it wants to tell, and it's like. Yeah, no, for what it is, it's good. Like it doesn't look like it doesn't look photorealistic at all. Yeah. In any by any sense of the measure, like it's not on a technical level, it's not very good. But for what what they tried to achieve and like what they had available, yeah, it's fine. And like I've seen stuff that's like looks excellent on a technical level, but like, you know, there's there's either no cart in it or like like it'll be like a comic and it's like trying to tell a story, but it doesn't tell anything entertaining or coherent it just looks nice i think it's like uh
1: i guess like picasso like there's the famous well, thing of people so yeah it's like what th- the f-
2: so so the thing about picasso is like like a lot of his real famous stuff is from like his later periods which are really abstract but like a lot of his early stuff like on a, on a technical level is like super proficient like he was like actually still like a master of the craft because like he went through like certain periods where he like liked to do certain things and you know like and most of them were like using different shades and stuff like that but then like you know his later periods where he went fully abstract like that's usually what people what sticks in people's mind and associate with him even though a lot of his early stu- earlier stuff is technically very 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 proficient but it's not you know it doesn't stand out as much as his later abstract
1: work I do believe Picasso is a good artist. I think a lot of people use him as an excuse for lazy art that they do.
2: Oh yeah, without a doubt. Because like they'll they'll see that and be like, oh, anyone could do that. But like there's a there's a lot more artists from like the sixties and seventies that are better examples of that. Yeah. Like and then there's like a lot of performance art which is like <laughs> it it says something and it gets across what it wants to get, but like on a technical level it's mostly incredibly lazy but there is like a lot of stuff that goes into that so like i can respect it but i don't i don't personally recognize it as like like i'm like i see what you're doing with this but it's like like art in the same way poetry is art like yeah it's technically art but it's not really i i don't i don't consider it in the same neighborhood as something like closer to classical or even closer to like more like pop art
1: it depends on the artist or performer or something like like the idea of like taking poetry the idea of uh, a haiku it's like oh, that seems so simple that you could just come up with whatever but then there's certain ones that like oh this that was very clever how you did that
2: I, I think like with stuff like haikus it has to be clever because you're you're so limited that it's like every every word and every syllable of every word has to be very de- like deliberate because you can't use too many. You can't, like, it, it still has to say what you're trying to say. It still has to follow whatever thematic thing you're going to say. It's It's got to follow that certain cadence. And it's like, I, that's almost harder than, like, a, like an actual free-form poetry where you could just say whatever. Because it's mm-hmm. like you, you're you trying to do the same thing, but under such strict conditions that it's like, there's no way you can do that and do it in a lazy way without it just being
1: just bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's based on the performer really like just in how they put their stuff together and the thought behind it i have more respect for that i may not enjoy it like going with comic there's comics that i don't necessarily enjoy their comedy but i respect and like uh their view on comedy and how they go about like we'll say jerry seinfeld i'm not in any hurry to go see a jerry seinfeld comedy show.
2: I agree with you there. I never found him funny at all.
1: But when I hear him talk about comedy and his thoughts on it and the process and all that, I have a great deal of respect for that and all that. I may not be an audience of his comedy or something like that, but I know he's a comic and I respect his views on it and how he goes about it and his thought process. There's natural care as opposed to, you know... Maybe other people that is just like you're you're using a shtick. Yeah, something. that's what you're doing. A lot of a
2: lot of Jerry Seinfeld's material and like his worldview and like how he presents himself though has not aged well.
1: But I mean, uh, you can say the same thing about uh, Lenny Bruce and all that. Like the stuff he got arrested for and had to fight in court and stuff is minuscule compared to what comics say today.
2: Oh yeah, but it's like um, like like the thing is like like jerry seinfeld like the way he is today like he's more likely to cross like a like a certain line that's not okay at this point mm. but was okay like when he was more prominent in like the 90s because there, there are certain certain topics that like you you kind of can't really like cross that line anymore and make a joke about it and it's not because people are like easily offended it's because society's changed yeah and and it's like if a lot of that older generation doesn't want to like get with that it's like They're going to have that problem, like, where they have real issues, especially as entertainers.
1: It takes a... Especially in comedy, it takes a very... I don't want to say special comedy, but it takes a special joke to really be... To continue on, to have a long lifespan. Comedy in general, I think it's very in the moment. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Joke that works... Now may not work five years from now, maybe even a year maybe even a few months. Later. yeah no like
2: that, that's the thing like a lot of uh, like comedians and stuff like they have to if, if they want to remain relevant over time they they have to constantly reinvent themselves and a, a lot of them don't do that especially a lot of the old school ones
1: mm-hmm.
2: they they kind of stick to their guns
1: you And stick with there's what like a works. bunch of other ones. yeah
2: they, they stick with what has worked in the past. it won't necessarily keep working.
1: And, you know, yeah, a lot of shit does not age. A lot of jokes. You can say that about some Dave Chappelle jokes and... Yeah, uh, that's Richard true. Pry- like, I still listen to some old Richard Pryor, George Carlin, <laughs> a lot of George Carlin. Even though it was like, some of but like I said, it takes special jokes. There's some George Carlin jokes that it's like, wow, it really applies for right now <laughs> and shit sometimes.
2: Steve, it's funny that you mentioned Dave Chappelle because like he actually has tailored a lot more of his like modern stuff to be different. Like mm-hmm. it's not he he didn't stick with his old jokes and retell them or do something like like his style hasn't a hundred percent changed, no. but like he he knows what work, works now and what doesn't work now. He's not he's not as out of touch as someone like say like Seinfeld did.
1: Not so much about sticking around. I mean people that can make jokes that stand the test of time you still will laugh at it no matter how many times you may have heard it or something same thing with like carlin and uh prior there's just certain sets and stuff that i just continue i could
2: well anytime there, there's a reason why a lot of that stands the test of time is because it it kind of pokes at something different than like say like uh like some something like uh like seinfeld's kind of sets do because Seinfeld's whole thing has always been about like just just normal like little mundane observations and like oh like isn't this funny where someone like like a Richard Pryor or a George Carlin or or like a Dave Chappelle they're, they're more pointing out like stuff that's like egregious and like big and like kind of really fucked up especially like I know I know Dave Chappelle stuff a lot better so I'm gonna like more default to that but the other two are kind of like in the same category but Dave Chappelle, like, focuses a lot on, like, race relations and that sort of issue. Like, kind of makes jokes about it, but it makes you think about that kind of, like, fucked up egregiousness that, that exists in the world more than, like, you know, something like Seinfeld sets where it's, like, just day-to-day minutia, you know?
1: While taking what you're saying, Seinfeld's more so the little things in life. You know, yeah, it's right?
2: a difference in scope.
1: Scope, yeah. That's a good word for it. Uh, prior was relatable in life. And Carlin was relatable with ideas.
2: Yeah. And, and like, the thing is, um, a lot of that is, like, comedy that stands the test of time because a lot of it still applies. Or mm-hmm. it, if it doesn't, it's got, like, some historical value or, it like, you know, kind of tells you about the time it was made. But, like, it can still be entertaining. Like, if you're... I mean, maybe, like, a like hundred years in the future, yeah, like, people are going to be so far disconnected from that that it might not work. But working that in a comedy and trying to make people think in that way it adds an entertainment value of it that like gets people listening uh that's even like stuff like uh like the daily show before uh i don't know i kind of fell off on it i don't know how it is now but like you know way back when like yeah it would talk about like news and like certain stuff that's like kind of fucked up about like what's going on but it would frame it in, like, an entertaining way, so it would make you think about it more than, like, the actual, like, straight-up media. Was,
1: yeah, it wasn't a specific side that it was taking. Uh, probably the worst thing to come from Trump being president was just, like...
2: The, the problem is he was he was just so much of a, a meme, and he was, like, a joke to begin with, and it's, like, how how can you even, like, put a target on the other people when it's, like, you literally have, like, low-hanging fruit right there? And it's, like, ah, oh,
1: it just... That's the thing it was low hanging fruit. It it made yeah, it
2: everything so boring though cuz it's like oh this, it's like it stopped being funny like yeah. like in 2 months in. Like the jokes aren't even as funny as the reality and yeah. it's so bad. <laughs>
1: That's it. It's like yeah now nah, now nah, you guys are going to Trump Trump uh Trumps a much better uh, I guess comedic uh I phenomenon like
2: I don't that. know what what it is with like uh like a lot of like big like famous people that are like in the public eye and like wanting to make a meme of themselves like that. Like Elon Musk is another one. He <laughs> wants to be a meme so badly, and it's like it's it's weird. Like, cause there is certain things his company like wants to do. That's overall like in some ways a force for good. Elon Musk, not necessarily a good person, <laughs> uh, just for certain things. But like the thing is, the the guy wants to be a meme so bad that it's like it's like listen, just 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 run your company. Like turn off turn off your Twitter, turn off your Facebook. Just just run your company, do what you're going to do. You'll get talked about regardless. You're famous. No no one wants to know your opinions. Like, that's the same thing with, like, most people are like, oh, like, no one wants to know celebrities' political opinions. Like, yeah, I, re- I really don't. Like, yeah. But, you know what? You gave them the platform to talk, they're going to they're gonna say what they want to say, and it's like...
1: Well, it's that thing of uh, most celebrities, they're damned if they do or damned if they don't. It's like, oh, why didn't you speak up? Oh, why did you say this? It's like
2: yeah and the funny thing is they're they're almost always better off not saying something because especially like if you stand in in one direction on something politically and you're like you know someone famous and you have like a crowd watching you and you're like especially if they're like like an actor or an actress or some someone that like it's like you're you're gonna ostracize like half your fans regardless of which way you're going and and it's weird because like a lot of this stuff, like, it's not like it, this stuff didn't happen in the past. It's just now information's so readily available and stuff doesn't disappear. So it's, like, yeah, a lot of these missteps or, like, people saying stuff they shouldn't, like, just get broadcasted to the world, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And people didn't change, the world changed. And it's, like, a lot of a lot, a lot of these celebrities, like, don't understand it well enough to... uh you know change with it
1: i think for a lot of them it's their defensive measure you have all these ideas of who and what you're supposed to be i almost think there's this idea of that we're the best of humankind so we have this image that we have to portray to the world
2: which is so. kind of crazy because usually it's like nah you're nah, you guys you're are just you're out. just a normal <laughs> you're you're just on a on a base level you're just another person it's like your opinion doesn't matter more especially since you're You're not one of the best and brightest you're just good at doing your one specific thing which is which is fine but it's like i don't know like i i enjoy hearing more from like like scientists and stuff because they they more have like like opinions that kind of matter because it's based on something it's not just oh this is my gut feeling it's like yeah literally anybody could do that that's not really anything special
1: it's the curse of fame i think some people once they get that it's the battle to maintain because that's become what their entire worth
2: Yeah, they need someone looking at them constantly.
1: It's like I guess that's how they feel that they matter. So they try and maintain that and that becomes their entire identity. And in doing that they lose who they really are. And
2: and the funny thing is if like they didn't speak like publicly, like through like whatever social media they they would probably be have more fame just doing whatever it is they do, be I mean, it like a TV or movie or whatever.
1: Some do some some can get away with it, but there's like there's those like there's those that just do it all the time. That they have a signal or yeah, they, something comes up, they always have to have their opinion. And there's others that like if it really is something that they actually believe in, they say it's like all right, that's that's you don't do this all the time. I can take that really but for it's like oh there's christy tegan again uh jumping in on somebody or there's this person and who's always got some just wait for that uh, candace owens from the other side or something that is like all right they're gonna we already know what your opinions is on this situation we already know you don't have to you don't have to tell us
2: and then some of the ones that really stand the test of time are ones that like don't even like you don't even hear a peep out of them other than, like, oh, they were in this movie, or they were in this show. And it's, like, honestly, I feel like a lot of those ones do better overall.
1: I think there's just more respect for that. You know your place. You don't feel entitled because you have to be on the big screen. Yeah, and, like... And that, I think that's the issue with a lot of people with celebrities, and that it's, like, especially during 2020, when it was the Black Lives Matter my god all those videos the fucking sing-along uh this is my fault thing or whatever videos that the hollywood guys hollywood people is like you guys are so tone deaf a bunch of hollywood celebs saying that we need to be better
2: yeah and, and like the thing is like a lot of them are so far disconnected from that that it's like or, or even during like when when COVID first happened, then they're talking about how they have to quarantine, but meanwhile they're <laughs> showing off their giant mansion that like, they live in. Oh my god, like, I
1: gotta be stuck here. We're all in this together, monsieur. Well, please, can I can I get a refill on my mojito? Or <laughs> what? It's like we don't want to hear from you. It's like we don't want to hear about your struggle. Like,
2: yeah, because your struggle doesn't exist. It
1: doesn't matter to us. We all have our own lives and all that. So it's that pompous entitled feeling that we get sometimes from celebrities that it's like Jesus, you you, you must smell your own shit you yeah, must be completely delightful
2: and and honestly, you and me are probably never going to be famous enough to be on the other side of that problem, yeah. so it's like, I have no problem criticizing them, because what, what are they going to do like, try to cancel me, it's like I wouldn't want to be famous I would want I would want to have a certain level of wealth and just stop at that
1: I'd like to be again. successful, not famous. Yeah,
2: I you know, like personally, I, I want the level of wealth where I, I would never have to have laundry done. I would just I would just throw all my old clothes and display <laughs> some new ones. That that's the exact level of wealth I want. I, I want it so I can just never never wash anything ever again, just buy a new one to replace it. Not do not do a single dish. Just just throw it out, replace it with a new one. But I mean, and that's just that's just my ridiculous idea. It's like, yeah, no, it seems lazy, but it's like, yeah, no, I want to be wealthy enough to be lazy. That's that's all I. That's that's the only thing I would want out of that.
1: Yeah, completely understandable. But uh, yeah, we are nearing the end. Uh, just to recap, let's see, uh, we've offended DC fans, Jerry Seinfeld, probably not a fan, uh, Star Wars.
2: I, mean, I don't think we
1: offended women.
2: We, I think we offended people that that think. Uh, Captain Marvel was a feminist icon, but I don't think there's anybody that honestly believes that that actually has ever been a woman.
1: <laughs> okay, let's not go any deeper. into yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. Like, uh, like on, an, on
2: on any level. Like, I'm all-inclusive there.
1: Okay. but Good save. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, uh, yeah, it was a uh, good reuni- reuniting. Uh, Losers. How many points did we have? because we definitely already did the point to when we were actually doing it? Point five five oh this little uh reunion show. Yeah. Uh something like My that. My original podcast partner. We're actually using the equipment that we got. I know, <laughs> it's crazy, right? No. I haven't I mean, had to use this in two years. Probably longer. <laughs> but uh it was good uh catching up. I don't know if you have any uh Because I know you're off the social media, so I don't know if you have anything you want to, like, plug or anything. Uh, currently, no. no. I probably
2: will uh, at one of our future things, but we'll see.
1: (laughs) All right, man. Well, guys, uh, once again, as always, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you very much. And please hit that like, subscribe, or whatever form you're listening to this. uh, Much appreciated. And if you would like to follow or talk to me, you can do so on Instagram at TommyTomP88 and on Twitter at the Tommy Tom 88 that's on Twitter. Uh and once again thank you for uh coming through and I guess completing my first uh live recording of the uh One Mic podcast.
2: Yeah, that's uh that Covid life for you. <laughs> uh
1: thanks for having me. <laughs> All right guys catch
0: you all next time. I'm Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High. Flip personality, you know it's I. you never see my kind. Never seen a fucking sliver or a slice. I'm the butcher choice nuts, know I'm nice. You got beef? I got waggle with a knife. Now I'm gonna be wrapping up bodies up at night. Like Ray Charles, y'all yeah, know I'm out of sight. Now I'm gonna be slaying this cause you know I love the life. Yo, you gotta read between the lines. I'm only gonna be moving when I'm read through all the signs. Johnny Mnemonic, I got an upgrade in mind. This is for the rebels and their revolutionary minds. Toponetic linguistics, you know I'm on my mind. Prototype the new dimension, man, I shit is mine. Future is creation and creation is sublime. Make your own legend, only happens with time.